0: Of Stadia Podcast, episode number one hundred and fifteen. You join myself, Chris, alongside the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And a very special guest all the way from the country of maple trees. Mr. John Scar from Four Scars Gaming. How the hell are you doing, John?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm doing
0: good today. How are you guys doing? We are recovering, but we're okay. Yeah. We're good. We're good yeah, in, in good. advance. We're uh, we're looking forward yeah. to the game awards. Yeah. This week, Definitely. we'll be covering that, yeah. but uh, we're just excited to have, have you on as a guest, John, because it's been it's been a long time coming, you've been on our radar, and we've yes. said ever since Tom's gone on paternity leave, we've tried to cycle through people, but you'll know mm-hmm. just as much as everyone else, there's so many amazing people out there in the city community, it's just working yeah. your way through them, finding times and stuff, so no, we massively appreciate yep. you uh, stepping in for what hopefully will be an amazing show, we've got plenty of news to talk about. For all of our viewers mm-hmm. and listeners out there. But before we get into all that juicy content, as always, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell so you are kept in the loop with all of the Helix Cloud content we bring you right here. Like our first looks, like our podcast, like our side quest show, like our Discord chat, which you can find all of that information in the link down below. Because as I said, very, very juicy show this week. Uh, not only do we have John, but we've got loads of amazing Stadia stories, new games announced, new games coming next year, Game Awards content, uh, studios being bought extra pro game conversation Bioshock news maybe come to the platform, I've added it in the doc because anyway, I'm a big Bioshock fan so we will talk about it mm-hmm. uh, and much much more but without further delay, John we've got you here, we're thrilled to have you here, if the people out there somehow play Stadia and don't know who you are, would you like to
2: tell <laughs> the people a little bit about yourself well sure um, I've been gaming um, I'm myself here uh, I'm in my mid-40s now, so I've been gaming for over 30 years, probably about 35 years I've been gaming, if not longer. And uh I've gamed across a whole wide variety of platforms, different games, played a whole, you know, the whole gambit, and uh fast forward a couple of years here, and uh I'm the gaming editor for the Best Buy Canada blog here in Canada. Uh, and also a Stadia content creator. Um, Ever since I first heard about Stadia, GDC uh, 2019 just fell in love with it. And uh, ever since then, been uh, a part of this amazing community and uh, just so so grateful uh, to have so many different friends and an amazing platform and uh, glad to be on your show. Well, we're
0: absolutely thrilled to have you. And if you haven't checked out John's channel already, I think you put out more... First looks and content across everything than than anybody else we know. So, a uh, massive round of applause for that one and uh, credit credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> really. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the job helps some to yeah. some degree. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that it, d- it does. But 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 myself, yeah. Sometimes it's just like uh, I look back and I'm like, wow, how, how did I do all this? But it's just the you know the love of gaming mm. and it's like such a passion for it as. You know, you you both have as well. It's like it, it's not really a job; it's enjoyment. So you yeah. don't see it as work, and it's you know it's really fun. I love it. Yeah, it really
0: is. You can't you cannot deny sitting there and recording a first look or a live stream with mm-hmm. like some amazing people who are in the chat. It, like, there's nothing yeah. bad about it at, yeah. at all it, right. it's totally just yeah. euphoria and having fun and, and again video games are meant to be enjoyed so it's, it's terrific stuff mm-hmm. and yeah if you've not checked out John's channel do head over, uh, you've got a new weekly show as well like you've started as well, you're up to episode 5 in the bag now um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I um, dropped in mm-hmm. this week for episode 5, listened a little bit, obviously time zones pending sometimes, doesn't mean we can mm-hmm. be there in person but I always try and catch little snippets on demand as, as it was um, you do that with a, a couple of different creators every week
2: yeah. So um, it's myself and Ninja Guy X. Um, we we came up with a whole idea. So it's our show here at Stadium Connect North. We do it every Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll have a special co-host sometimes, guest co hosts The last couple of weeks we've had we He's been on as well. Another fellow Canadian that uh, just lives uh, here in uh, Toronto as well. Um, and... You know we just talk about the stadium news the community always positive and uh, highlight you know just different things in the the community you do interviews and talk and you know much like you do here as well yeah it's really easy and it's
0: surprising how once you get talking about something mm-hmm. that you are passionate about it just goes and flows it's it's so good and i think yeah. like, i think i think you addressed it right at the beginning um where you said that the people in this community that you talk to and you interact with like we interact through like social mm-hmm. media discord twitter yeah all the time and uh, i honestly don't think they get enough credit as they deserve like the stadia community the mm-hmm. second anniversary we had a great time everybody just celebrating across awesome. the whole weekend and uh yeah, yeah. Met, met some amazing people virtually and i think um it can't it cannot mm-hmm. be denied that just having a similar interest playing games having fun is uh, it does do wonders for bringing people together as well yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, well, I'm also well aware our other host has not said anything yet. He's sat there listening tentatively. So, Richie, as we go into <laughs> yeah. the show, you are here. Richie, yes, in, in the middle. I of, am here. You I'm are so here. He is here. He's here. Yeah. For all your listeners out there, he is here. Uh, so, yes, thank you, John. Uh, Richie, we'll, we'll kickstart the show off uh, proper then with yourself. Yeah. Uh, we played. Wreckfest this Thursday with our wonderful we community did. out there on Stadia of course one of your pro games for December if you've not claimed it already uh, give the people your first impressions of Wreckfest because we know what you're like with racing games
1: yeah I'm not a racing game fan I have, I have enjoyed the other racing games that we've played this one is very much more up my alley this one I had a really good time with first. I mean it was to the point Chris where we decided we'd, we go, but we'll we do one more race and wrap up then there was like two races later we're still going mm. it was but yeah it, it was just great fun
0: yeah, it was one of those bad for your sleeping pattern. Yeah. Great for <laughs> great for having a laugh into the late hours of the night, yeah. yeah. I think it was, we were about to wrap up, and then we went into the lobby, and then all you saw was everybody voting for the next race, and before you knew it, there was 10 votes in. And with, you can't, you yeah, can't stop at mid-votes. One more, let's
1: go one more. This is the you last
0: know, one, we guys. One more. This is the last one. Yeah, Wreckfest <laughs> is uh, a delight, surprise. I think we knew it was going yeah. to be fun, but yeah. I didn't, didn't actually realize the game had combine harvesters, lawnmowers. I thought it was just just cars again. Uh, John, have you had a
1: chance I, I, I to one, check it out? I did one race on the couch.
2: Uh, yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, um, I I love the game too. Like Just, just like you guys were, were, were talking about, it's like one more game, one more game, and then you're like 10 games into it. And you're like, what time is it now? Yeah, it's fantastic. I like that it's more than just... You know the cars. You got you know the couch, the Mm -hmm. uh, the harvester. You know all that. There's different those different items and vehicles, and it's that satisfaction of like when you smash into you know the other vehicle, a car, your friend, Mm -hmm. or whatever, and it's just like it's so much fun and I, i'm glad that it's a pro title mm. more people can play it and and uh so far like the community is great yeah there's there's enough in it to distinguish it from other racing games
0: like we've had fun in death yeah. five and other titles but mm-hmm. the, like mm-hmm. a, t- a team death match i'd never <clears> comprehended <throat> a racing game having a team death match within it and it <laughs> it created an interesting dynamic where You wanted Mm -hmm. to crash into the competitors Because you wanted to be higher up in the position ranking But at the same time, they're on your team So you don't want to run (laughs) them off the road Too soon And it Mm -hmm. it, it does play with your emotions a little bit There was a few times...
1: Let, let, on the team races let's get enough points so we definitely won it and then we'll start trying to kill each other yes. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah It was
0: loads of fun and yep. uh, we'll certainly be jumping in and, and having some more races soon yep. um, because again I'm not one for racing games but when you add 10, right. 15, 20 people in the community it's not mm-hmm. about the racing it's about hanging out together and crashing yes. and, and smashing each yep. other's cars up and utter destruction <laughs> and, and chaos and, and this game certainly lends itself to that so keep your eyes mm-hmm. peeled for that one in the future And uh, next up, we will be talking about Chorus, of course. Just landed on the platform. We'll be giving some first impressions and looking at some of the early reviews for it. However, we'll save that for the news because that's what we are about here on the show. Um, We've got a great episode of SideQuest lined up. I know our members out there, our YouTube members, shout out to you all, uh, do get SideQuest nearly up to a week early. And it's great that we've got John on the show this week because this week's SideQuest episode, Richie, is about...
1: We're talking about the Game Awards and so predictions for...
0: Would like to see predictions, impressions. We're going to be breaking down the categories, and what better person to have us join us than someone who literally reviews all platforms as your day job. <laughs> um, again, <laughs> head over to John's blog if you want kind of a breakdown of the top PlayStation, top Xbox, top Nintendo, cloud, all that kind of stuff. Uh, some interesting reads over there as well. And uh, I guess, gentlemen, we should just get into the thick of it. So, John, I'll hand it over to you as our honoured guest to introduce introduce the. The
2: super sexy special stadia stories segment. AKA The News. The news. The news. I think John you said
0: that far too sexily <laughs> for a for a Monday yeah. for a Monday morning. There's people out there on the commute to work being like, I can't go to work now. You just, just... I need a cold shower. <laughs> I need a cold shower. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean there will be people who appreciate oh. that. Thank you. That's brilliant. We love we love it when our guests give it a slightly different spin on yeah. things. Uh, you've, got, you've got to love it So yes, aka the news ladies and gentlemen And as I mentioned we've got an absolute stellar pack show Loads of game conversation announcements And we'll be breaking it all down But let's start off with the talk of the town right now It dropped over the weekend uh, Chorus across multiple platforms And up there in the cloud Uh, I've played it there's a first look up on our channel right now played about the first hour and 15 minutes there's a little part I had to cut out of my first look which I'm sure we'll talk about John you and I got stuck on the same situation I saw Meg did as well Uh, we'll talk about all that Uh, but yes Chorus has dropped Um, it's receiving some good reviews Uh, Richie I believe you've got Mm -hmm. the Metacritics actually the scores lined up
1: yeah it seems to be surprisingly mixed. Um, PS5 got a 71 and Xbox Series X got a 79. That's further apart than what you'd usually expect to see with PC at 74, so you're probably about a 7.5 out of 10 rating, I reckon. That's yeah. probably where most people fall mm-hmm. in.
0: Indeed, yeah. I'm surprised
1: at the difference between the PS5 and Xbox Series X.
0: Like, yeah, Metacritic's always just a good gauge, I always feel, but yeah. it's, it's better to yeah. read, get, make your own assumptions and read your own reviews. <clears throat> and of course, check out mine, John's, Meg's, first look at the game to get your true impressions. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Uh, But for those who don't know, yes, Chorus has arrived uh, from um, Fish Labs, part of the Deep Silver, THQ Nordic, Embracer, massive conglomerate gaming group that we talk about. Um, The the best summary I saw was from IGN, uh, in their review by Dan Stapleton over there, and it was, um, and I quote, What if Darth Vader defected after the destruction of Alderaan? And that kind of, for me, that little quote there sums up exactly what the beginning of this game is about. Mm -hmm. You you play as Nara uh, in space. You're part of this kind of cult. You're essentially like the the hammer, the right-hand woman of this cult cult organisation taking over the galaxy. And you essentially destroy a planet Mm. at the beginning of the game. And in my first look, I actually quote, I think, Tarkin or Vader or someone from that scene, because that's exactly the same vibes that I got. And then, yeah, you essentially absolutely devastated about what you've done the the kind of reality hits hits home and you defect and you run off and you hide in the outer rims of the galaxy and then eventually your history catches up with you and then space combat ensues and and more importantly you get essentially night rider equivalent of a spacecraft who's your it's a sentient spacecraft who you team up with to then take on the fight against your your i guess your old boss And uh, I've enjoyed thoroughly what I've played about it so far, but you can check that out on the video. Uh, John, you've already played it. I'd love
2: to get your quick kind of first impressions of how you've uh, Mm. taken a chorus, what your first thoughts were. Well, um, what I did actually before I streamed, I did play it about 15 to 20 minutes just so I could get an idea. And I think I know what the part that you're talking about because before (laughs) I streamed, I got to this part and I was like, Wait a second. Where did, like I was stuck for a while, and then I finally figured it out. So in the stream, I knew what to do. Right. But uh, <clears throat> it, like, I, I love the story so far. I've i myself have played a couple hours, just like uh, you know, like like you have, and um, immediately, what I felt was um, there was a game that came out, and I mentioned it in my stream here in in the '90s on PC that was called Descent. And it feels just like Descent, where you've got that fully 3D movement in space there, and it's so accurate. Like, I love the way how you can just, like, move your ship around and and, and just... You know, in all over in that in that 3D world, which of course back in the nineties, um, you know, the the early nineties, it, it wasn't the norm. So mm-hmm. I can remember playing in, in descent there and thinking, wow, like I'm I'm lost, like I don't know where to where to go, what to do. I was moving around in that three D space where now it's more the norm, so we're more accustomed to that. But I love like the voice acting, the story, the mechanics, you can upgrade your ship and uh the open world uh it's just great i'm really really enjoying it so far and it's a pleasant a pleasant surprise uh you know we've been waiting for it for what i think it was announced about a year a mm, year ago yeah. and uh so yeah so now it's here and uh it's great I- i'm really enjoying it i'm gonna be digging into it uh more later
0: today yeah, exactly the same. I played a few another hour or so last night, so I got to the point where you unlock the drift ability. So you kind of, even though mm-hmm. drift, drifting in space, I don't know how the physics quite
2: work with that, but it, it's a cool gameplay element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Like, I like just to how you could go around and mm. and move and 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 it's it's awesome. It's, I really yeah, do love it. It's very fluent. It's it's very. It's, yes. di- it's different.
0: I think that's what I've played so many games over the yes. last two years, and for me, like. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive, massive fan of the old Rogue Squadron games and stuff, and I yes. love I love yep. the space elements in the Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. games. But yes, you never ha you never have a whole campaign, a whole story dedicated around this type of like you never you never yep. get out of the ship and walk around. It is all contained within your own spacecraft. But that's mm-hmm. what makes the game stand out so differently than than the rest.
1: Is it? Yeah. On because I haven't checked out EV EVO shows yet. Um is it on, on Rails? Or is it
0: no, it, it's hard to say, street. I think, when you're in a ship because, obviously, the, the game physics of it, the, the environment yeah. is essentially moving around your ship and your ship just sways left to right, does a barrel roll, mm-hmm. whatever, but it doesn't yeah. feel like you're on rails in, in uh, the slightest. You right. have full 3D yeah, autonomy kind of thinking, is it like
1: Is it like um, Star Fox 64 where you kind of... You are basically on rails and you're just moving no. forward throughout the level and you can just move, yeah. No, no but, but you
2: do... You do have there like you can feel elements of Star Fox mm. in it yeah. but no like like you you can fully explore the environment and I think that's the the part like when you're 10 to 15 minutes in there's this one part where you need to find these items and you're thinking like well, where do I go where do I go and like you can go throughout the environment here and you end up going like Tucking around mm. back behind something and, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you could feel like all those those games like the Star Wars, Star Fox and things like that, you can feel those elements in there, but you can fully explore your environments and things.
1: So it's more like you just in, you're in this biome where the level takes place, and you can fully explore that to your
2: heart's
0: yeah, content. Yeah, completely. It's um, it, it obviously takes inspiration from Star Fox yeah. and those of that came before. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, for me, the moment that I realised it was much more open than I actually anticipated was you leave your main hangar after doing the first upgrades to your ship, like your lasers, your Gatling gun, and such. And you press, you basically have Richard like you press A, and it scans the environment to reveal things, mm-hmm. and it showcases it, like there's a not there's a side mission twenty three kilometers over there there's the main mission yep. here and you bring up your map and like you said richie you've got like an entire biome of almost like a little yeah. almost like a, a star system to explore and as the game progresses i've, I've heard yes. from some reviews there's very different terrains and environments to explore it's similar to most games you have like a sandy area a snowy area Ooh. it seems like it's going to do that as the game progresses yeah. but uh yeah new weapons unlocks interesting story And again, I think it really sums it up in that IGN review of what if Darth Vader defected after the destruction of Alderaan. And I would be like, I'd play that game. (laughs) I would play that game and follow that story. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. great... Um, Coming at almost like a sweet price point as well, 34 99 yes. UK. I know Canadian, it's, it's obviously very different over, over, over your neck of the woods. Uh, but I think for what yeah. the game is, I think it's 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 not pushing itself too much. It's not asking for too nope. much. But it's definitely by no stretch an indie game from the art style. Right. There's a lot of money gone and polish gone into the environments. I was in absolute awe of like the, the first biome you're in that... I don't want to say a Ooh. biome. Damn you, Returnal. Damn you, Returnal for a the <laughs> no word biome. But the the area that you are in, the the rings of the planet. I just I was yeah. there's a good few times I panned the camera up and just looked and art like how beautiful yes. the kind of asteroid belt yeah. around this planet yeah. you start off in was. It, it, a game like that does
1: need to does I think does need to be pretty. Uh,
2: yeah, it just certainly. Needs to yeah. Be just especially in yeah, space it, when
1: you, it, if you're looking at like a planet there, it just needs to look awesome. Mm.
2: And, and it, like like we've mentioned here, it looks and it runs great. You have two, the two different modes. You've got the the high frame rate, which it runs at sixty frames a second, and then you've got like the performance mode where it bumps up the resolution a bit but runs at thirty frames a second. Both look great. I personally uh, play it at the high frame rate because the 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 difference in graphics isn't that that much Mm. at least to me here so I prefer prefer to play it at the uh, high frame rate mode and either way it looks great and uh, runs good.
1: I'm always a high frame rate guy but there again I don't have a 4K TV so usually performance mode is kind of wasted on me graphic mode is usually wasted on me anyways yeah I'm not, Mm. the textures might be a little bit better Mm. my TV isn't HDR so I'm not getting any benefit (laughs) most of the things I'd get for benefit are just not, I'm just not because I don't have a suitable screen but I do
0: get the better frame rate, so... Yeah. yeah. And and this, this game as well, I know, I know Stadia players out there uh, play across a multitude of screens <clears> and devices. This, for me, is definitely one for the bigger screen. So get some time in the living room. Don't be playing it on your phone or the Razor key. It'll look gorgeous, but you want yeah. to enjoy those landscapes and environments to their fullest, which I think, yeah, a big, nice mm-hmm. television screen uh, would bode well. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. Chorus... Evidently, two two great first impressions there. Uh, available now to, to buy on Google Stadia. Uh, shout out as well. We must say to Amazon Luna uh, as well. We don't have it here in the UK yet. It's it's not in Canada yet either, right? It's still the United States only. Mm-hmm. Um, but it dropped on Luna Plus, which I think was like five dollars ninety nine or something. So like shout out where credits due. like six six like what that must be richie in pounds like three four pound. Yeah, something
1: like that. Yeah.
0: Great British pound. So you can't go wrong for, for the full game for that much on a subscription so shout out yeah. where it's and it's great to see just games coming to more platforms uh, in general but uh, speaking of coming to the platforms a nice little um, additional thread for Chorus is it uh, it checkmarked Stadia passing the 100 game mark in the year of 2021 which we were promised at the beginning of the year um, that they were, or at the back end of last year, I should say, that they were looking to bring over 100 new titles to Stadia in the year of 2021, and they've done it. They've met the deadline with uh, 25 plus days to spare. So, round of applause to the Stadia team, the porting yep. team, and all the developers and yep. publishers out there for getting that hard work done. I'm sure we're about to see a couple more trickle through, no doubt, before the year is out. I'm excited to see what they are. But uh, it's good. It's good to see they've made true on the promise. And again, I would hate to be sat here thinking we're on 76 of 100 and it's the end of December. So uh, great one there. And I can't believe we've got over 200 games on the platform already. Like It, it's, wow. it, it can't be denied that it, it, they've done a good, good bit of graft behind the scenes to get that many titles, big and small, uh, in under two yep. years. Because if you are new to the platform, I think it's... 44 games to claim on Pro yep. as of right now, which is insane. That's, that's practically like a game pass unto itself. And right. then also you can buy extra <laughs> games that aren't included. So it's, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the style. I know, I think that's the good, that's why I like Stadia, that I can have the subscription model, but I'm not beholden to yep. it if I want to buy yeah, the titles a, as, a yes. cl- as a classic yeah. gamer.
1: I mean, I haven't had hands on with Luna, but that's always been my biggest criticism. Like, I kind of like the subscription model in addition to to just being able to pick and choose what I want.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, I agree.
1: It's, it's why Ubisoft Plus, I think, is a great addition to Stadia because you have that option for Ubisoft Plus or you can just buy a Ubisoft
0: game. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. But that's not the only game story we've got this week. So moving moving chorus off to a side, uh, we got a nice community blog this week from the Stadia team uh, breaking down two more games coming to the platform, one very soon one in the future we don't know quite when uh, but to start things off uh, dynasty warriors or dynasty warriors what how do you two say it richie
1: i'd say D-
0: Din- dynasty
1: probably i don't know dynasty.
0: i always say yeah See, yeah so we'll, we'll, i mean we'll get into it so yeah dynasty warriors <laughs> nine empires is coming on the platform in 2022 it's coming to console releases in february however it's not been dated mm-hmm. for stadia so it'll come at a later time we would take away from that. Um, The reason I say Dynasty is because I've got a very rich history with this franchise. It's one that's not probably in my wheelhouse traditionally. And I started off with um, Dynasty Warriors 2 back on the PlayStation 2. And I I know know it's loosely based on Chinese history and stuff. Mythology and all that kind of stuff. I know everything I know about their history and culture through these video games. And I love Mm -hmm. the hell out of them. Just like massive armies kicking shit out of people uh, it, it, on on mass so many it's yeah. a, it's again it's a superhero game mean, yeah it's a superhero game before superheroes were really a thing in in games mm-hmm. and uh i am I'm, I'm 100% there for it the, the crazy fights the the muscle mode where you just go like insane and just destroy everyone and wipe yes. them out oh it's i've got and I, again this is like this is fond family memories me and my brother used to play this it was always uh, multiplayer as well so you could split screen and go in, which I think, if you, Richie, you've got a brother as well. It always adds just yeah. an extra element of love for a game when you can play it with a family member rather than have to just mm. watch and wait their turn. And It's
1: good for the parents to stop you <laughs> yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like the, the Yellow Turban Rebellion and the the uh, when they introduced, I think they introduced African Elephants and, like, Dynasty Warriors 4 or 5, and you got a whole mm. new campaign, and ah, it was amazing. And I've not played one for a while because naturally this is the ninth iteration. The game doesn't change that much, folks, if, if I'm honest. It's yeah. the same story retold <laughs> with slightly different tw- twinges and different characters. And Empire is the one that's coming to Stadia. This is a spin-off, so it's not the main core franchise. It's a more tactical take on the game. Mm-hmm. You also have the do, uh, do, do Gundam Warriors as well? Is that what this have got they, Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, yeah. Koi yeah. Tecmo just basically take this core, <laughs> yeah. core element and they just do anything they want. I think they did Samurai Warriors. I think that's up to like three or yeah. four. They did the Kesson games which as a yep. child confused me because it was the characters from Dynasty Warriors but it's called Kesson so is it the same game is it not and it was like a tactical <laughs> top down army sim- simulation game and it, yeah but either way a lot of love for these games uh, John as our guest I'll throw it over you what's your history with yep. Dynasty Warriors and how do you sit with uh, mm-hmm. number nine mm-hmm. empires coming to the
2: platform Well, pretty much, yeah, you covered it there. Like, the Koyai Tecmo, it's great to see, like, this is their, I'm pretty sure it's their second game on Stadia. Uh, They released one at, was at launch. And uh, I I think, um, you know, it's great. It's just to see more games coming to the platform, different types of games. Um, and I think, like like you mentioned, it's coming to other platforms in February of 2022 and Stadia a little bit later. So I think this is a good sign that it shows that uh, Google has just recently, uh, you know, inked the deal with, with uh, Koyai Tecmo here for more games. So I'm hoping that this is a sign maybe there's, there's even more on the way. But yeah, the Dynasty Warrior games and, and uh, Koyai's ever since, like, Koi games. Uh, uh, let's see how. As kids, we pronounced it as. Let me see if I. Know numbunga's ambition but it's nabunaga's ambition <laughs> so <clears throat> you know uh, you know just a, a rich history with the Koya games and, and the the Japanese culture and history and the dynasty warrior games here are are great and you know like like you mentioned it's awesome fun to play you know with uh, you know someone right beside you there and and as, as uh, you know growing up and and as kids uh, you know playing with each other and and like oh, you know elbowing them and, and <laughs> yeah, things like yeah. that so yeah so it's great like it's like 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 you mentioned here like this is a little bit more tactical but overall like I I, I just I like to see uh the, these games from Koyai coming and you know more games the better we really can't complain yeah it's uh it,
0: it's a franchise that I've just I've just noticed actually bear with me Mhm. there's three Right yeah. to my side. Oh, yeah, Classic one. <laughs> um, Lou Boo, rock in the front cover there. And a lot of the names, I know I'll have butchered them because I must have been, what, 12-year-old, 13-year-old? And not too I familiar imagine, with... Ch- oh, yeah.
1: I imagine the English voice acting back in the PS2 generation
0: wasn't great <laughs>
1: either. Still a lot of the pronunciations are probably butchered yeah, by I'm, the English voice actors. I mean, actors. The,
0: the, the, yeah. as far as I'm aware, the leader of the blue team... I think his name's spelled C-A-O-C-A-O. And my brother and me just call him Cow Cow. And I know it's probably like Shao Shao or something like that. And I just was like, right. right. In, in English, phonetically, as a 12-year-old, that means nothing to me. So, yeah, probably butchered it. Right. Uh, Zhe Dun <laughs> is a guy who's got an eye patch and a badass sword and he was a pirate and I'm like, I'm down for this guy and they all have such unique specials mm-hmm. it's such a fun game and it doesn't mean anything it teaches a little yeah. bit about Chinese culture I guess if you look for, uh, search for Guan Yu statue in China there is a, ma- it's essentially a god in their mythology and there's a statue that is insanely large it's by a river front of this guy and it's like why don't we have anything like that in my country? like just a massive statue of an ancient warrior that like is bigger yes. than skyscrapers. Oh, it's so good. I could talk about it forever, but that's not what we're here for on the show. Uh, Richie, you said you remember <laughs> me playing them as a child. I do. Have, you ever,
1: have you ever dabbled yourself? Um, probably only around yours. I've never owned one of the games, but I, I've definitely played, but never to a, any sort of real extent. I was tempted by Hyrule Warriors in the past because mm-hmm. I'm a Zelda fan, but I, ne- I end up not going for it. But
0: yeah, so we, we should say as well, like, Empire, is, as I said, is a, is a kind of spin off franchise of the main core one, so. This isn't the... It does have the traditional just fighting elements and, and kick the crap out of what, like thousands of enemies and such and use your mm-hmm. abilities. But there is a more tactical phase of the game where you plot out where you're going to position your troops and uh, your defences and such. So it, it, again, it's a slightly different take on what you might be familiar with if you're used to the franchise. But um, it's great to see it's coming. I'm thrilled. I'll definitely be picking mm-hmm. this one up because it's been so long. Yep. I think I think I had Dynasty Warriors mm-hmm. 7 or 8 on the PlayStation 4 because they go in quite big cycles, as we said, because they cycle through Samurai Warriors, Empires, uh, Hyrule Warriors. The studio takes Ooh. a good seven, five, six years to get around to each entry, so Which is good. Yeah, it's not rushed and everything, and each iteration kinda has a right. big jump up in, in graphics, fidelity, and everything. Uh, but like you said, John, I'm just happy that there's a different type of game coming to the platform.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. I actually do have it. a
1: PlayStation release date for you, Chris. It's 15th of February.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, will so, I wait? Will I wait? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's so we'll probably expect the around
1: stage at Stadia, around about the same time. So, I mean, we're getting the announcements at about the same time as it came out, the announcement for PlayStation, so...
0: That Fingers is true, crossed. that is true So we shall see, I'm sure we're going to hear yeah. something at the turn of the year uh, But that wasn't all that yeah. we got this week I know we could. I could gush and talk about it for ages and ages But we will move on, we will, will move on uh, Last week of course, we uh, the fortnight ago We had the Jackbox Party Pack 8 drop on the platform mm-hmm. uh, Good news for those who are asking <laughs> where some of the other titles are like, uh, from Like Fibbage, uh, well great news Jackbox Party Pack 7 is in fact coming to the platform. <laughs> so we're going back a little bit further to the seventh iteration, which comes with Quiplash 3, uh, The Devils and the Details, Champed Up, Talking Points, and Blather Round. So this one doesn't include Fibbage just yet, which I think is a lot of people's favourite, but Quiplash, mm. I think, is one of my favourite games uh, within these party packs. Yeah. And uh, we, Richie, we actually played it round our, our yes. friend's house whilst intox- under the intoxication of wine and cheese, not that like oh, you get, not you get of drunk wine. of cheese. <laughs> lots and lots of wine. And again, it, it kind of it was the ideal scenario for these type of games. We were at a party. Yeah. Uh, we didn't actually know um, a couple of the people there for a change. We were meeting new people for the first time, what feels like in a long, long time, Richie. And yeah. halfway through the party, we started playing the Jackbox games. And again, they're so good at just creating laughter, joy, silly moments, humour. And uh, it's great to see that we're getting another one. So I'm guessing... Well, in fact, I probably can... Assuredly, say that this game was in the works at the same time as eight. I'd love to yeah. know the conversation that happened with do we put seven out first or eight? Like the time window was so short.
1: I think it's you, you get you get the new in this sort of situation, you get the newest one out there first and you squirk your way back. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what, It's like what Ubisoft are doing with every game
0: they own. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah, one day we were have Assassin's Creed 1 <clears> in the cloud, <throat> one day and uh does it does this set a precedence then in another fortnight we'll be sat here saying jackbox party pack six is out and then five (laughs) in the new year and i'm for it
2: i'm for it yeah Yeah. and uh it it would also be great great sorry to to see if uh maybe one of the jackbox games come to stadia pro as well that would mm, be a great addition it certainly would be um yeah I, i guess with the
0: games there's not really much to them in terms of a port because you're not rendering like triple A quality graphics, and it's it's essentially just just a show, like a um, video game showcase. So, one mm. for it. Um, I'm guessing yeah. this one. I'm trying to think if it'll come out at a cheaper price or not because it's an older iteration. But for me, the the yeah. party pack eight was a little bit too expensive to buy at launch for what the game is. I think it was at mm. twenty nine ninety nine, Richie over here, like thirty pounds yeah, essentially. And you could you could it get chorus for steep. four pound ninety nine more and it's as a video gamer I'm seeing much more value in chorus for the extra five pounds so the argument each for that, their own.
1: for that price though is you kind of between your group of friends only need really need to buy the game once. And then everyone can use it. That's so true. there yeah. is that I don't know. It did it felt a bit steep for me, but hopefully.
0: It's
2: more fun, it's more fun. Yeah. Uh, what's your history yeah. with the Jackbox games, John? Played them with a the family, friends? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the Jackbox games all the way back on starting with PC, and uh, it's a great party game. I mean, you just described the ideal scenario and how it can bring everybody together, even like people that you don't even know, and, like you're in a social setting, and it's, uh, you know one person owns the game and everyone else they can join in by just grabbing their device heading over to the jackbox.tv website putting the code in and it's loads and loads of fun laughs and and I, and i like how um, you know the game's two, 2 to 10 players but then even like if if you're streaming it which it makes a great Uh, community stream as well Uh, the people that that don't actually get in on the game they could be audience members Mm. and then they get to vote on things and influence the game it's loads and loads of fun Um, I agree like here it was $39.99 a little higher price but I think like I'm looking at it in the long run, like the continuous mm. enjoyment and replayability with the game, like we'll be playing it for months and months and probably years on end. Yeah.
0: It's ideal for like upcoming <laughs> festive season as well. Like Thanksgiving, yeah. like obviously gone now, but uh, Christmas, yeah. New Year's people getting together with family. And we said when mm-hmm. party pack eight was announced, like I've played this with yeah. my parents and people in my family who yeah. are not gamers, yes. but very, very quickly, right. you've got a mobile phone jump on, Mm -hmm. enter the code, and and you get it very, very quickly. The game does a good job at explaining the basics of playing the game. And before you know it, everyone's having a laugh and it's a good time. And I think you're right there. It's more longevity. Mm -hmm. It's an investment, is this game. Every party, every social situation. And I guess, credit where credit's due, on my PlayStation 4, I have Party Pack 4 and 5 maybe. I don't uninstall them Mm -hmm. because I know I'll need them at some point, maybe, maybe months from now, but it'll always sit there in my dock because you don't know when you're going to have people to, to entertain, I guess, as, as a host. Yeah, yeah. So they'll always say that. And the great thing Stadia, things, exactly. Yeah. And the great thing with Stadia is you don't need to even uninstall them. They'll just be sat there indefinitely. Uh, but yeah, there you go. there is seven on the horizon. It actually drops uh, this week. So if you listen to this mm-hmm. on Monday, it drops uh, this Tuesday, I think. That's right. If I've got day, right. the dates it's right. Yeah, fifth, I think sixth, so. Yeah, yeah, it's Tuesday. So mm-hmm. don't have to wait that long at all. Um, also... Well, you won't have to wait long for this next story at all because it's already out. Blaze and the Monster Machines Axel City Races released on Stadia this week as a surprise. little stealth drop, uh, of course. Uh, one of the fun titles uh, from Outright Games. I believe it's Outright, yeah, Outright Games. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, just absolutely going to town on Stadia this back end, back end of the year. There's not, You can't stop them. Every game they're publishing on the platform. Uh, not one... For me and Richie, I don't know about you, John, you've got two kids,
2: so this is probably a different conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, but my kids are older now, so my daughter's 23 and my son is 17, getting okay, ready so to may- turn 18. Not, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but what I like about Outright Games is like they create these, these family-friendly, oriented games. I actually did have a chance to play Blaze back in... September, Outright Games had a a, a virtual media event. We got to look at all the games coming this holiday. and, And I played Blaze and I was able to talk to the developer and you know, so this is geared towards the the three to seven year old mm-hmm. range, which is the target audience for you know this animated series. And you know how how they worked together with the studios and and things like that, and the simplicity and how easy it is to pick up to play. You know, a parent can sit with their kid and and, and play along and, and help with it. So. Although that this might not be like a game that's meant for me, I really do like like the backstory and and to see how Outright Games takes these seriously as they should, mm-hmm. and they know their target audience. Like right on, like all their games, they know that's this rate age range, this age range, and like if if you look and and you see the the people playing it in those age ranges that that they're meant for, like they're right on. Like, they're happy. Like, the Peppa Pigs and the, you know, the Paw Patrols and, Dreamworks and Dragon things like and that. that. And like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, the Dreamworks Dragon. Like, I, I was playing that and streaming it, and I was thinking, okay, this is going to be pretty easy. I'm like, oh, this is kind of, you know, it gives a fair challenge. It's never overly difficult, Yeah, but it gives you, you know, like, don't judge a book by the cover. Like, Completely. that really goes, goes to say, and it, it, it's great, and Again, I love to see. I know there's some people you see that, that comment, "Oh, here's another game I'm not gonna play." Well, you know what? You I'll might play not it. play it. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's not for you. It is meant for these younger kids. So you know, you're you have uh, you know your younger kids, or or maybe even. Brother, sister, niece, nephew, whatever—they come over. You, they want to play something. You throw this on, and and you know pretty much you can put it on, and and they're not going to have too much difficulty. It guides them through it, and uh, they'll be sitting there with a big smile on their face and giggling away and having fun. Yeah,
1: this is one where so, I can yeah. see kids having a great time with just like on the yeah. iPad or something like that. We using yep. quick screen controls.
0: Yeah, game, mm-hmm. game games are for anyone. I think with with this one if I'm not mistaken this is the first kart racer we've essentially got on Stadia mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. for all it may be aimed at a younger audience I'm dying for a kart racer on this platform I'm holding out for Crash Team Racing but Activision yeah. have got their own problems to deal with right now and I can't see us yeah. necessarily seeing a pot anytime soon especially because the studios that made Crash Team Racing have been folded into Call of Duty work right now so we'll see
1: yeah Which, um, yeah Oh, it was always fun. Like, hey, a studio brings out some awesome games. Oh, let's just make, make Call of Duty instead. That's no. what they're all about. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that
0: Activision. <laughs> Bad Activision. Bad <laughs> Activision. Spray them with the, wall, yeah. with the watering can. Yeah. But in, in terms like of... I love used Activision's problems. Exactly. But in terms of, the, yeah, it's four-player sc- split-screen mode. I believe it's based on, like, a, a, a popular cartoon series. Again, yep. no children here. But if this came to pro, I would claim it and uh, no, you know what? I'd probably have a fun time playing it as well because it is a, a, a kart racer it doesn't I need mean, to do tra- much more to be fun watching,
1: watching the trailer the gameplay looks a bit slow I don't know if if, if you experience that, John, when you've played it, because I actually watched, yeah. watched the trail again at two mm-hmm. du- double speed and it seemed better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you, but you know, like I said, they don't want to make it yeah. too fast for, for the younger kids, but Outright Games does have uh, a Fast and the Furious game mm-hmm. that is coming out. And that's gonna be up rate right, like up more up our alley because playing that, it gives you those Mario Kart vibes to it. And it's based off of I think it's like a Netflix animated series mm. or, or something. I I don't remember. But that Fast and the Furious that is coming, it was delayed a little bit on uh PlayStation Five, Series X and Stadia. So hopefully we see that in the first couple of months mm. uh of twenty twenty two. But the, the uh, shift, yeah, that's something game, to
0: look forward it? to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cat, cat races are always fun and, and um, yeah. they, they don't need to put too much work into being fun. But uh, it's great to see yep. that Outright is still supporting the platform. And like you Ooh. said, John, they, they know their audience and it's fantastic. Yep. And, and every games are for everyone. A great story I have from this week, actually, I was speaking to my boss and he's, he's got two young, young sons. And he said he came down mm. on, on a Saturday morning and usually they play Fortnite and he caught them playing the Switch and they were playing none other than Excite Bike. Just two mm-hmm. of them sat there cross legged in front of the TV <laughs> playing the Nintendo <laughs> NES Excite bike from like 1988 like, nice. or something. Yeah. And he asked them, yeah. like, what are you doing? And the response was, <clears throat> we just wanted to play a multiplayer game. Like, kids don't know. They don't know at all. They just saw a game yeah, in yeah. the dock and wanted to play it. And it was crazy bike fun action, just like. All yep. these outright games would be. They there's mass appeal and you just yeah, you can't you can't put them into a bracket just based on what they look like, what they play like, 'cause right. so they'll find someone. Every game's out there for someone. Yes. Yeah. Um but speaking of games that are maybe for more than just one or two people, and uh, next up on our story for the week, uh rumours of spe- speculation is awry because Bioshock four, I guess as we would call it, Mm -hmm. unofficially, Uh, it's starting to get some leaks and reports coming out. So the next entry in the Bioshock franchise is reportedly uh, going to be called Bioshock Isolation. Uh, We know... Uh, a newly developed studio team called Cloud Chamber are working on it. That was announced, I think, probably a year ago or so now. Um, but the rumours are starting to speculate. My guess is probably the Game Awards. We might see some kind yeah. of tease. It seems It seems very fitting that the rumours start appearing as Jeff Keeney's yeah. building his stage and getting his teaser trailer <laughs> ready to drop this yeah. week.
1: Yeah, it seems. I, I, I'd be surprised if this isn't at the Game Awards, to be honest. Like, yeah. It'll be a good... It feels the right time as well for it for yeah. like a proper trailer to drop
0: it kind of does, so of course, um, yeah. anyone who's familiar with the Bioshock games, you've got um, the, the first two take place in Rapture, under uh, in the 1960s, underwater um, incredibly detailed world, I've got so much love for Bioshock I only played them a few years ago actually and the collection edition that came out uh, and then Ooh. Infinite goes off into <laughs> the sky, I guess um, in a float, floating city uh, of uh, Columbus? Is it Columbus or Columbia? I can't quite remember. Columbia. I think it's
1: Columbia.
0: Columbia. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. But I'm just dying for another another Bioshock game. I think since episode one of this podcast, Richie, I've said I would love the collection to be ported over with yeah. Stadia having that relationship with Two K as well. So I'm still holding out. I would actually think getting mm. the trilogy out in time before whatever this iteration looks like. Um, but yes, the um, one Colin Moriarty uh, over on his podcast revealed some details this week. He does the uh, Sacred Symbols PlayStation podcast and he's got a few people out there who are reliable sources and uh, the guys over at Eurogamer have collaborated some of those sources. So usually you don't get Fire Without Smoke or Smoke Without Fire I guess is yeah. the correct way of saying that. Um, <laughs> it seems to be, yeah, revealed to be Bioshock Isolation. There was a logo that dropped on Reddit, I think, which looked kind of in line with it. Um, it's supposed to be apparently going to unfold in a fictional Antarctic city sometime during the 1960s, which lines up with Rapture and the original two titles. And Antarctica, very interesting point <laughs> to pick at. Um we don't really know much more other than the the story, of course, is. I, I imagine going to go with that eerie tone to it as well. Uh, what's your
2: history with the Bioshock games, John? Yeah, the Bioshock games, like as you mentioned, I they're some of my favorite too. They always do a great job at the uh, telling a, a story, the voice acting, the gameplay elements as well. It's just these games. I would love to see them come over to stadia um and the game awards really like this is this seems like the perfect chance to at least give us a little bit of a tease on bioshock 4 as you mentioned like there's there's really there's so much talk and chatter going around that it would be a little bit disappointing if we don't see something at the game awards at this point Mm. but uh these bioshock games yeah 2k has done uh, a great job and Hopefully, these are something that uh, we can maybe see. We got the Mafia 3 Definitive Edition just here in uh, a couple of months ago, so it would be great to see the, the first three Bioshock games show up.
0: We got a third of the Mafia collection. That's,
2: yeah. that's a sore <laughs> spot for me. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the
0: The city in this new game is apparently going to be called Borealis which I think is quite, it's such a cool name as well for a city that's going to be under the stars on a, a snowy landscape. Yeah. And it will link into the previous entries uh, as well. Do we? Where do we think we might sit on a next-gen part of the trilogy? So maybe while we wait mm. for number four to come out, it, uh, PS5, Xbox Series X, I can kind of... Up, does it it's been a few years. Probably not, I, but I feel like from a marketing gives, standpoint... Yeah.
2: Blind. Yeah. Mm, yeah. To help, yeah. Hype it up, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like twenty twenty
0: two.
1: I think to be honest, yeah. if you played Bioshock any of the Bioshock games now on your PS Five or Xbox Series X, you're probably in for a good time oh, without yeah. any upgrades. But if they could maybe throw things like ray tracing, stuff like that, could give it a bit, give it a new liquor pain without really doing,
0: yeah, going overboard. Yeah. It's one of those kind of like you don't want to flog a dead horse, but then at the same time, we know we're getting we know uh, CD Projekt are working on the Witcher 3 for next gen. Yeah, like it must be what yeah. 2013 was Witcher 3, right? So you're talking coming up a decade since you actually put the game out and yet everyone everyone will buy it still. That's the thing. It's like Skyrim, oh, yeah. 10th anniversary collection. Yeah. So I almost feel like, yeah, 2022 hit us with the Bioshock trilogy next-gen with some added features or whatever. And then 2023, get your hype for the next one. But that's just that's just me thinking. And I always think when we get a next-gen port, that bodes well for cloud ports, which is, I think, where this, this, this thought process really comes from, thinking... If we get mm-hmm. The Witcher 3 next gen next year, I would so, so, so hope that there's a conversation being had about porting it to Stadia. Well, you do next gen anyway, port it to the cloud. Yeah. Same goes for like any Bioshock iterations as well. Well, if you're working on an entire remaster anyway, while you're at it, why not? And I'd like to think Google subsidized some of that funding cost like they did for the Resident Evil games. Yeah. But yeah. We, yeah. we don't know. It's all hearsay, of course. But uh, I'm excited for mm. the, the game to get another iteration. <laughs> I love the fact that we might delve back into the world of Bioshock um, because all three games are, are great in their own right as well. Yes. Um, have you played them yet, Richie?
1: I haven't. If they come to Stadia, um, that would probably be the time I jump in, especially if it's the next-gen part.
0: Yeah.
1: I have them on PS4, through PS5. I just didn't get round to playing them at the time. when they, I think they came on um, PS Plus at some point.
0: Ooh. yeah. I think I've Although got one on
1: of the on ones. On like a sale where I just went, you know what, I've had great things, I'll have them.
0: Hmm. But I will, I, I will guide you through a Bioshock playthrough on the channel <laughs> that's that. I'm totally down for sitting and just watching you play Ooh. through those amazing stories um, but that's not all the amazing stories we have so far this week because next up We've got Handy Games over on social media. Uh, they, were, they were teasing some stadium news all week long, weren't they, John? They were teasing us, um, yeah. replying to people and saying, you think that's all? ha! evil laugh. <laughs> all, all tweets like that, just to just to be funny. And then in a weird way, it, it kind of backfired on them a little bit because they mm-hmm. announced um, via, via a trailer that their new indie game, Scarf, uh, is being released on December 23rd. And then quickly had to backtrack on Twitter and say, actually, attention, we made a mistake. Scarf is not going to be releasing on Stadio on December 23rd. The release date only applies to PC platforms. We apologize for this, but we can promise some awesome news, awesome Stadio news on Monday. So now yeah. they're in this like weird place where it's kinda of like, right, so Scarf I hadn't heard nothing about until I started looking to pull together some show notes for this for this episode. And I saw it on their website and I thought, oh that looks like a cool little artistic indie game. Didn't think anything mm-hmm. of it was Stadia yet, and then lo and behold, you've got the nerf report reporting on it, and them apologizing about it. I think it is coming to I just don't think they're allowed to officially tell us now. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, if... what's happening on Monday?
1: I wonder if there's two different games <clears throat> and they've got the wires crossed where they've got a well... fan on Monday and
2: also there was a scarf announcement. John knows something. I I, I, <laughs> I, I think so because cause, cause he, here's how it unwound for me. Friday morning, I woke up uh, about 7.30 and I always check my email and sure enough, about 6 a.m., I got a, a press email from Handy Games. The scarf was coming. It had, it showed the graphic there, the Stadia logo. Um, it said coming December 23rd, the trailer, everything, right? So I'm like, I got. I went on to Discord. And I'm like, oh, I, I know what the next Handy Games is gonna be. Has anybody been talking about it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, look, here's a press release. So I tweeted it out with a trailer, some screenshots and everything. And then um, the the developers were doing a live play at 8 a.m. my time, yeah, yeah, so I, that. We, I, I you know, tweeted that out. People got on, they're like, oh, we can't wait to play on Stadium." <laughs> and the developers were like, I don't think it's coming to Stadia. We're like, what? And sure enough, had a little chit chat with them. We're like, where did you hear this information? I'm like, well, here's the press release <laughs> and here's the press site. And they're like, oh, hold on. Lo and behold, a half hour to an hour later, the press site gets updated. The Stadia logo gets removed. The trailer gets taken down. And then they put out, you know, they respond that we made, you know, basically the tweet that, that you read earlier, like we made a mistake that it's not, that that release date is is for PC. So they're not saying it's not coming to mm. Stadia. And to me on like everything, based upon all my experience and gaming and things like that, it's like they would have had to go to all that trouble to create those Mm -hmm. graphics and add the Stadia logo. More than one person would have had to okay that, right? Like it's not just one person slipped up. It would have had to went through several people, maybe even 10, 20 people, to get the okay, to get that made, to get it, you know, the, the copy written and approved and spell checked and all this stuff. So, my personal take on it is they released the info too early, um, but like you said, like, what a coincidence where Handy Games is teasing mm-hmm. earlier in the week that that's not the only game and we're thinking, oh, well, one hand clapping, the final is coming out yeah. on the, I think it's December 14th, they're like, no, no, it's not that, it's something else. And then when Scarf's announced and then seeing the developers play it in the game in action where you can use your Scarf in different, like, to, to fly, hop across things and mm-hmm. to to use it as a weapon and things like that. It's like, this looks awesome. Yes, I can't wait. An awesome Christmas present. December 23rd, I'm ready to play it. And then they're like, no, no I don't think it's coming. <laughs> so I, I think it is coming to Stadia. Now, whether we're going to get it December before PC or we're going to get it in 2022 but hopefully they clarify that at on uh well Monday today yeah, you know yeah, later the, today right like hopefully yeah. that's clarified and and we find out what what what's going on because it looks like a very beautiful action platforming game and uh would be awesome I would love to play that on Stadia hmm. I get big journey vibes from it yeah like, especially yeah, with the yeah. staff
1: somewhere between Journey
2: and unravelled
0: mm, yeah that's, yep. a good, that's a good Definitely, yeah to mix in. um now now with the way the press release and everything works on the december 23rd date i'm getting like kind of flashbacks to when we got cthulhu saves christmas like randomly dropped like just the week before christmas uh, last year mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like is this going to be like a surprise pro game for <laughs> christmas week potentially
2: that would be um, uh, i was thinking that too like that would be that would be great um, but like I said, there's there's no way that this went through and got the approval and the email sent out and everything and, yeah. and without something happening. Like it's it's it has to be coming for sure. If it doesn't, this is like a really huge mistake. <laughs> but uh I, I think I think it is. I think it is coming. It's just they kind of just let it out too early there.
1: The thing is in the press release someone's had to make them graphics, and someone's put that Stadia logo
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how, how... how, That doesn't just accidentally happen, right? Like, yeah. somebody is told, okay, we're going to put, you know, put the GOG, put uh, Epic, put theme, put Stadia, and, right, like, in order... Like, you could maybe, maybe see if, oops, by accident they put Xbox, or by accident they put PlayStation, or Nintendo, right? Like, far-fetched, mm. but you could see that. But for them to... Accidentally put Stadia there, and then like someone approves this, and they they generate the email and they send it all out, and it's in things like that. It's like somebody made a mistake, and it was too early. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, we get it clarified here shortly. Yeah, I don't think we'll have to wait too
0: long by the by the scene. No, here. but I'd, I'd be thrilled. that It seems like the the exact type of game we're used to seeing on Stadia as well it's, it's one of yeah. the smaller indie mm-hmm. titles very great yep. uh, very beautiful art style and choice yes uh with like kind of yeah like a lot of the pro games we've looked at it fits in the kind of the same realm of those as yeah. well like wavetail more recently yeah mm-hmm. beautiful love to see it. and hopefully mm-hmm. as i said at the time this podcast goes live on monday you'll probably find out a few hours after listening to this what the actual news is so insert mm-hmm. Whatever your thoughts and takes (laughs) are, head over to our Twitter accounts and see the news there, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, chitter-chatter going on in the social space regarding it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of chitter-chatter in the social space, CD Projekt Red made a post this week regarding what they're working on for their updates. Uh, The next-gen versions of Cyberpunk for PlayStation 5 and Series X, of course, have been delayed, until 2022, but CD Projekt have also given us an update on post-launch con- post-launch content as well, uh, coming alongside the next-gen versions. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, of course, much in trouble for the way their product launched on other platforms. We didn't have a problem. On Google Stadia to this day it's still one of the best places to play it
1: It was bugs and stuff but it wasn't unplayable
0: it wasn't unplayable by any stretch and I think they're very well aware that the next gen versions need to land the plane perfectly on this front they can't have another debacle all over again Uh, but yes they've released uh, they haven't released updates since September so that in my mind that tells me they're dutifully working away on like another big massive patch to to quash loads of new stuff. They give us a few cosmetics back in the update, but nothing nothing extensive. They've always said there is going to be free DLC down the line story content mm-hmm. and stuff, whether that's still in the pipeline, we're not too sure. But they have also stressed that they're working on other projects right now, one of which is still being the Witcher 3 next gen version. That's gonna come with ray tracing and fast loading times mm-hmm. and hopefully cloud variations. I would love to see the back end of next year, like August time, we get Witcher 3 on Stadia. Yeah. And again, I've got to imagine how well it launched Cyberpunk on the platform. Yeah. Like that yeah. conversation has to have happened, right, <coughs> gents? It has to have happened.
1: I'm just hoping yeah. that just, they are taking the time they need to get it right, because we can pretty much say definitively at this point that Cyberpunk was launched about roughly a year earlier than it should have been. <laughs> A year uh, later, they still haven't got the next gen versions out. There's still right. problems with like other versions. Yeah, so it's about a, it came out about a year early. Yeah, and so they're, they're not so in the do running. that in The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, and they're not in the running yeah. for
0: Game of the Year or yeah. anything, which I think I'm to no surprise. But yeah. uh, despite 2077's very public struggle, Senior Project have still actually reported a 40 percent increase in quarterly revenue, which. It just goes to show you yeah, it doesn't really matter in the games yeah. industry. We all kick up a fuss when stuff doesn't work, but we <laughs> buy it. We play it anyway. The thing
1: is, though, if The Witcher 3 comes out uh, and the next-gen port of The Witcher 3 comes out and it's in a similar sort of state of cyberpunk, your reputation is now just destroyed. Your I mean, reputation yeah, is <clears throat> questionable at the moment because of cyberpunk. And then if you destroy your reputation with Witcher 3, then... You're going to start falling, your revenue is going to start falling off a cliff very quickly. Mm. Yeah, so they only you're, have two IPs. You're getting by this time, but yep. that will only last so long.
2: Yeah, I, I think they know, like at this point, that they've got to hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. And with Witcher 3 being on, like, even Nintendo Switch, I would mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, Google knows, like, they're listening, they're, they're, they're gamers, just like you and I. Like they would love to have mm-hmm. this on the platform too. So I'm sure there have been at least some reaching out and some talks to it. Whether that m- will materialize, it's yet to be seen. But um, it would be it'd well, be great another great addition.
1: I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic for next gen version because you have to think that when Google and CG Project were talking about cyberpunk, Witcher came yep. up.
2: Mm-hmm. The Witcher yeah. will have
1: came up in that conversation. Oh, for point. sure. And if yeah. there's a next-gen version there, I think Google had gone, you know what, we don't need the current-gen version. We'll wait for this one.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, yep. hope, I'd yep. hope so. That um, seems, would be, seems yep. like a sensible decision. Indeed. So, yeah. yeah, seems logical. Seems yeah. logical to me, for sure. And, yeah, they have confirmed they're
0: working on a number of new projects as well. And my guess is that, again, with the the size of the studio and they're always expanding in the way mm-hmm. Cyberpunk has gone, they probably want to get a third wheel in motion just in case cyberpunk ends up being like a, a, a flat dead end where no one would be clambering for a sequel so then right. again we, we all know Witcher 4 is an inevitability it's just a matter of when I think not not if but it's not anytime soon so as a business you need something in the works now. They, I think they were banking on cyberpunk and that yep. might not be the long term kind of cash cow that they maybe were hoping for even though, like I said, they've still got five percent increased quality revenue, so they're not, they're not exactly <laughs> suffering over there but you're right, Richard, a public image yeah. is taking a hit, just like it has with Rockstar recently, yeah. due to mm-hmm. the remaster mm-hmm. but at the same time, CD Projekt only really has the two IP, Rockstar's That's got a whole catalogue of other things to lean on See, you,
1: they, they don't have the kind of legacy of something like Ubisoft and EA where they can take right. these hits from time to time and then just bounce back Mm-hmm. If they take too many hits in a row, then what people go, well, the only last game you made that was decent was um Witcher Free, and that was over a decade ago. <laughs> blah, de,
2: blah, de, blah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, you see that with
2: well, Bioware well, at the moment,
1: yeah,
0: it's there the same where, like, yeah. arguably, yeah. like, Mass Effect what, 3 or Dragon Age was the last good game in the last decade. So, mm-hmm. uh, how long does that go on for? Like, Anthem bombed the gun I, like, I, mean, was I what. didn't, I did yeah. Didn't
1: I'm a big Dragon Age fan. I didn't really like three. Two was objectively rushed. So the last kind of for me is either the Mass Effect original, like Mass Effect three, or Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time.
0: Yeah, and and we've seen publishers like EA and stuff like Closed Studios that have arguably been more successful. So it's you, you never know yeah. in the games industry. Yeah. Like it, it, like there's so much money and cost goes into yeah. development. It can happen. Yeah. And I think even like two weeks ago, Richie, we discussed um, the Mafia Studio Hangar thirteen. Yeah. They, Rockstar just wrote off 50 million worth of development of a game because they couldn't see yep. an end project for it so it's very cutthroat and we know that and we it's unfortunate that the end product is criticised for it's five just, years worth of work but that's, that's the industry
1: it's very simple don't release a game till it's ready
2: well, yeah there's, there's yep. that no matter what no
1: matter what the finance team say if a game's not ready it doesn't go yeah. have, for me that right. should be it you have a quality control department which they get the final yeah. say not the marketing team, not the finance team, the quality yep. control team. And if mm-hmm. it hasn't hit all the boxes, it doesn't go.
2: Yeah. And I mm-hmm. yeah. think. Well, well, well you, you remember like Nintendo yeah. quali- quality over quantity, right? That seal Nintendo approval, seal yeah. of quality. It's only passed yeah. so, thing now. Yeah. yeah so yeah, and I think that, with so. Cyberpunk. Yeah, with Cyberpunk it was in development so long and and people were so excited for it and I think like, you know, they just said, "Well, let's put it out there and we'll pick up the pieces after that." Lucky, you know, for us here, uh PC and on Stadia, it was it was pretty good, you know, like again, there was some some bugs here and there, but for the most part I enjoyed the experience uh playing it on Stadia and uh it was just a shame to see that other other ports of the game weren't uh, quite nearly I as think, good, but uh, yeah, I think the
1: know, they kind of paid I, for it. I think the only bug I really experienced was occasionally my gun would just start firing and not stop. Yeah, but yes, a, quick yeah. Save, quick, a quick save, quick load would fix that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I managed to get through with that. And I used to be a PC gamer, so I'm used to random crazy stuff occasionally caring Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. It's video games. Yeah, it's video games—it happens, but yeah, exactly, I, think, right. I think we're definitely right. saying I think the world or the industry has learnt a lot in the last two years about Rockstar, that. And I think I, I don't. I think <laughs> no. I think Rockstar. I think this 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 remastered debacle. I think is is kind of made them sit back and realise. And I think even with like the downvotes on YouTube, I think it was and people are getting a bit thin on the front with like when is Grand Theft Auto 6 going to come like it's been a long long yeah. time now and then CD Projekt with Cyberpunk and I think Ubisoft with like Hyperscape and stuff there's developers are starting to realise that you can't just put something out if it's not a quality yep. product and you've got to be a bit more timely and you can't rush stuff so I think there's right. been a big few tentpole examples that will make big business think and I think you're right Richard it needs to come down to quality over uh, just hitting a date necessarily yeah. Uh, with that seal of approval uh, but as we move on new news of new games that have hopeful, are hopefully ready for release uh, Acapara Games teasing a new Darkside Detective case as well over on Twitter, the, uh, they tweet out McQueen and Dooley are back, find out very more uh, information soon about the Darkside Detective case uh, I've of course, Stadia, we've got both entries, we've got the second and mm-hmm. third, uh, sec- Fest the second entry both on Pro, right, we've got we've had them both
2: on yep. Pro yeah, I think so. mm, I'm pretty sure. Before? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember now. I've played. Both I think like so the the, have... the yeah the first one was supposed to launch on Pro and it didn't. There was some you know people were talking yeah, over it. Was it was like in I a blog think, and then yeah. it disappeared
0: from the blog or something similar to yeah. uh, Little Nightmares <laughs> this past this past week because they just don't acknowledge that it was ever on yeah. there. Which I'm sure there's right. some consumer rights there that belong, but we're not lawyers, and I claimed it back last year, so I'm not mm-hmm. that bothered yep. by it, but <laughs> either right. either. And uh, they have clarified from the Dark Side Detective's Twitter account as well. Somebody, Andrew Schafer asked on Twitter, possibly coming to Stadia, and the response was, the new case will be coming to Stadia. So there's your confirmation yep. right there, folks. Um, now, the same new case, I'm curious, is this DLC for Fumble in the Dark, a sequel, or is this a whole new entry?
1: I'm taking this as a new entry. I think they just call the games
2: cases. Because you're a detective, mm. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That seems possible. Like I these are great games. Like the these point and click adventures and the dually is so funny, the mm-hmm. dialogue and the banter back and forth. Like again, don't judge a book by this cover. Some people might see it and be like, oh, that, that, you know, looks like a retro eight-bit game, but mm-hmm. these are every bit as enjoyable, well worth the money if you haven't claimed them on pros, so fun, so fun. Yeah,
0: and uh you're totally right. That I played uh, the first iteration. I played it with my wife as just kind of, uh, mm-hmm. and you can imagine sit there, open up the game, and she sees the graphics, and it's yep. just kind of like, what, what are we playing? And it's like, because uh, again, her mind immediately goes back to like Sega Mega Drive, and she's not a big fan of sixteen bit sixteen right. bit music. I have such an affinity for yep. it. She hates it. It just sounds like beeps and boops, that, yep. and not music in any way, shape or form, whereas I could fall asleep listening to Mega Drive soundtracks. Right. So boot up yeah. on the TV, and what we decided to do is we essentially give each other the scripted parts. So I would do a voice for so many characters. She would do a voice for so many mm-hmm. characters. And we just had a good time on the couch back and forth. And uh, yeah. you're totally right, John. The script, the story writing, the comedy in these games is is A level unto itself, it's so funny we found found ourselves just laughing at the remarks, the witty banter back and forward, the little (laughs) easter eggs for like pop culture that's scattered throughout this like Ghostbusters references and stuff
2: it's great
0: and uh, again it's it's very much a point and click adventure Um, much more easy to play on the PC I would say with the mouse and keyboard as a point and click adventure traditionally would Uh, but it works just as well on the controller too and uh, yeah I'm I'm thrilled that we're getting another entry and coming to Stadia so it sounds like yeah. a game I could do with the direct t- touch treatment.
2: Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. That would be great. Yeah, that's great. And I, I so. like the puzzles in the games too. Like, you know, like sitting there playing with, uh, you know, you mentioned like your wife as well, like trying to figure out, because I can remember there were times where like, what do I do next? And mm-hmm. I was actually streaming it and, and people in, in the chat were like, let's try this, let's try that. And it, it's, it's great to be able to bounce those ideas off of others and, And things like that it's just overall like i really enjoyed both games really really good exactly the same so i'm looking forward to seeing what
0: adventures officer dooley and mcqueen get up to in the (laughs) future yeah Uh, not too long to wait hopefully if they're teasing it hopefully something in the the coming weeks um Mm -hmm. other things in the news uh the out of nowhere the zordic group Never heard of them before. I've uh, acquired the global games publisher Maximum Games, which umbrellas Modus Games. So you guys might be familiar with Modus Games over on the platform. Those are the people who've put out mm-hmm. titles like Chris Tales, Ari and the Secret of Seasons, uh, Try and and the upcoming uh, Animal Royale, which I'm still yes. waiting for because they've just announced, I think, on Twitter their second season. And I'm thinking, like, yep. why are you up to your second season if the game's not out yet on 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 Stadia? <laughs> so I don't know if they forgot to push it live or something but it, either way well, they've, been, they've been acquired the part of now the Zordic Group which sounds like an evil corporation mm-hmm. if you ask me but uh, mm-hmm. out of all this I would just like to think that this new cash injection from a massive uh, Swedish conglomerate is going to give them the funds they need to push this game onto, onto Stadia uh, of course yep. um, anything to add to this story gentlemen or anything to add to um, Animal, Animal Royale I guess
1: just that, Zordic oh. seem to be intent on becoming like a, a top quality double A publisher, which I think is good. So you'll get mm-hmm. more games like like Chris Tales, which is a game I was I was still very much on my radar. Ari didn't land for me. The mm-hmm. camera was kind of weird. Uh, it's just like that camera is just. You need to do something about that before this game's mm-hmm. playable. Personally, <clears throat> Trine's well received, but yeah, I just
2: yeah, it's it's certainly I think an interesting Link's... acquisition. Yeah, the Super Animal Royale, they keep, the the Twitter account keeps saying news coming soon, news coming soon, like we know it was rated for Stadia back in August, the end of August. So everyone thought, oh, it's gonna be September, didn't show up in September, October, no. November, December 1st, no. So, and again, it's a free to play game. So hopefully we see it here before the end of the year. I'm going to guess it'll be, like, a stealth drop. Like, we won't know about it. Then all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a Christmas present. Maybe uh, January. Who knows? I guess we'll, no, we'll find out soon, hopefully.
0: Yeah, knowing the way when we record the show it goes, it'll be this week. <laughs> we'll get the show. We'll bemoan <laughs> about it for five straight minutes, and then it'll be out on Wednesday, or Tuesday, or Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Ma- maximum Games, who they've acquired, uh, interestingly enough, the franchises they've recently worked with as well is uh, Kenner Bridge of Spirits. Of course, up for loads Ooh. of game awards, uh, exclusive to PlayStation, uh, Among Us and Five Nights at Freddy's. So I think between uh, wow. Kenner and Among Us, that's some that's some big franchises that they've kind of got within their wheelhouse with partnerships as well now. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, Richie. It reminds me of the Embracer Group. Whenever I see big acquisitions like this, I think of Embracer. I think of um, Tencent because they just seem to like have have little. <laughs> Like, tend 10
1: to just 10, tend to buy bits of everyone though. Hmm. Gradually, <laughs> gradually. But uh,
0: we we're, were big fans of double A titles, or what you would class as a double A yeah. title. There's always a market for it, and I think we've said many times on the show. Richie Stadia Pro has introduced us to more double A titles that I would never have considered playing, but each and every one yeah. of them I've had a I've had a laugh with every single time. Um, I wouldn't have probably mm-hmm. bought them outright myself. They're never on my radar, but when I jump in and play them, I'm like, oh, this is a really fun game. This. So it's, it, it's doing its job. It's doing its job. Uh, one of which was actually Dead by Daylight, which brings us on to our next story for the week. Uh, Dead by Daylight keeps just putting out content. Like this game, I feel like every time you look around, there's a new character introduced, there's a new um, tie in with like a horror franchise going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next chapter of Dead by Daylight brings Portrait of a Murder, um, which is already launched on the platform. The DLC is now there, and it's added a new original killer. Uh, and Survivor, as well as a brand new map set in an abandoned Chilean graveyard. So, in addition to that, uh, there's Ooh, a new wow. DLC coming alongside it. Um, to quote from. Uh, the Dead by a Daylight blog, it says birds have borne a pow- a very powerful sense of fear and fascination throughout the history of horror, so the art- the artist which is the-, the new character in there uh us is a love letter to the genre a portrait of a murder very efficiently spares in survivors' minds the distress of being prey to a flock of crows that could peck their flesh away in any instance uh, and the character seems like some creepy crow lady that's the best way I can describe her character. <laughs> she's just made up of kind of... I've got actually Resident Evil vibes from the way her mannerisms are, but, yeah, she's kind of half crow, half lady, wearing, like, a, a um, the Game of Thrones crow shawl over there, like the black uh, cloak yeah. kind of outfit. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Dom from Stadia Source is, like, a massive fan of Dead by Daylight, so I'm sure he'll be all over us this week as well. And uh, yeah, just more content. I love games getting more content, especially ones that have the longevity that Dead by Daylight seems to have. I'm sure Tom will buy this, Richie. He's got all the DLC, all the character packs, so he'll be straight on this as well. Um, where do you sit with
2: Dead by Daylight, John? You're a horror fan? Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I've played Dead by Daylight. I casually play it, not like a lot there, but uh, it, it's great to see. There's like, like you mentioned, there's like a ton of DLC for the game, so them. To keep supporting this game ongoing, uh, yeah, it's great. And I know there's, like, dedicated uh, uh, Discord uh, servers just for mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight itself. Is like, it's it's a really big uh, game, you know, multiplayer fun. And, uh, yeah, it, again, great to see that they keep supporting it and releasing new content on a constant basis. So great yeah. to see. It's one of those tiles, I think, Richie. We'll, we'll just go back to every Halloween
0: yeah, just, just because. Like, <laughs> oh, well, let's let's see what's happening now. Let's let's try and remember how to play these games. Let's bemoan how long it takes to fix the generators. Get killed, but inevitably have a good have a good time. That's what it's all about. Um, also, right. uh, speaking of having a good time as well, uh, one of our final stories for the week: uh, Sky Climbers, one of the Kickstarter campaign games that the amazing Stadia Community got behind, rallied behind, got it mm-hmm. poured over. We had the release trailer uh, a couple of months back. Um, they've now put out that they will be an alpha version of the game running a bit closer to... Um I was going to say close to release. And they introduce us, they re-point us in the direction of the dev post, which I think the dev post sometimes allures us. I don't always check it because I'm not a dev, and it's until someone tweets about it, I go, ah, they've put out some news stories. Um, There will Mm -hmm. be a a new channel for this type of thing, and in the dev blog post it essentially says that the distribution of content for playtests and betas, managing downloads, updates, and ensuring that players have the correct build um, they can put their own storefront on it, which I think is, is quite a nice touch from Stadia. So essentially, if you want to like pimp out your game for the masses, you can do it without it having to be on Stadia to get all your number yep. player base. You can generate how many users can be on it. I think, Richie, we covered it a few episodes back around you can take away yeah. rights and rules and let people do stuff with different levels of security. And from a developer standpoint, it's terrific. So it's nice to see that Sky Climbers is going to have an alpha, but more importantly, mm-hmm. it looks like we're going to be able to play it in some capacity, whether that's direct through Stadia or in some kind of at separate beta test storefront link. Still waiting on Arkham yeah, Knight.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think this is um, crowdfunded. Um, so I mm-hmm. imagine yep. one of the, maybe one of the um, crowdfunding um, options is that to give access to the alphas and the betas. Mm-hmm. so and if stadia is making it so like making it easier for developers to run beta tests on their service that's great like yeah it, it, it means that developers who develop directly for stadia can put the put the game on there send out the invite links to those who want to get yep. get them in get people mm-hmm. playing see how it performs before it goes public properly
0: yeah and I think, it's, it's all good stuff. Yeah, I think the best yeah. the best like snippet of that is the fact that they're allowed to do it with their own storefronts. Like whether they opt to do it through yeah. Stadia, I think from a from a marketing standpoint, it might be a smarter move to just say, Here's a link, if you want to play our alpha beta test know my beta alpha test, here's a link play it. and it's got no yep. affiliation to the platform whatsoever, I think that would actually get it right. in more people's hands, which I know it's doing a little bit of a disservice to Stadia, but having to log in and play through that whereas you could just set up your own store for it and say here's our alpha test have a go let's gather some feedback without any connotations of cloud gaming and stuff
2: attached I think that could be a good thing so yeah uh, we shall see yeah, and, 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 it, and it actually will demo like for those that have that hesitation for cloud gaming and then they'll realize like you know Wait a second. We're using this like this is a, this is a viable platform. Look at all the 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 benefits that we're getting. So although, like you said, it doesn't have that association with Stadia in some aspect, it's actually you know positive as well, because then it could just bring people to the platform or games to the platform that developers might not have thought originally to, you know, like, mm. you know, I don't wanna bring it to Stadia, yeah. but they've done all this testing and and things like that. And so, yeah, so it's great. Like, I know I saw um, the developer said like, I think the alpha for PC is supposed to be March, 2022. Mm. And then somebody asked about, uh, is it coming to Stadia? I believe it was like Lord Vivek as mentioned or, or replied to a tweet saying PC. And they're like, yes, but, um, they're going to have it on Stadia as well based upon, you know, the channels and things like that. So it's very interesting to see. Well, hopefully it's not too far after the uh, PC alpha starts that we uh, are able to.
1: They might just be waiting for confirmation from Google about how all the channel stuff's going yeah. to work. And these Yeah, might I be bet one you. Of the, Sky Skyclimbers might be one of the, basically, the first to use that service. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it might, might be just a case of we don't want to confirm that the beta will run at the same time until we know for sure. Right.
2: Definitely, yep.
0: definitely, yeah. but or yeah, the alpha. Sorry, I think yeah, I keep I will keep saying alpha beta for some reason. Like I'm like I'm reading the alphabet <laughs> off. But uh, yeah, completely. I think it's a good move, and this is kind of what when we saw the AT and T deal with Arkham Knight, I was hoping that like yeah. people would play it on the link and almost be like, oh, the game runs great. Yeah, it, it's it's. you just click the link and you play the game with the tech you've already got. And then almost like that big reveal of like, ha-ha, it's running on Stadia. You you journalists mm-hmm. out there have done what XYZ towards <laughs> this platform for years and you've just give Arkham Knight on at and whatever review you've given. It. And then like, actually, it's almost like that. Stadia's hidden under one of the cups And people just moving them around Going like under this cup you got Luna Under this cup you've got Stadia you into playing
1: Stadia
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah exactly yeah. It does work
1: And now you can't complain about that latency like, Exactly Disney.
0: yeah <laughs> So uh, I think it's an interesting one that they could do um, Right moving on lads From the final story of the week We're going to go over to the land of lawsuits uh, With uh, It Takes Two predominantly, not not that they're on steady, but I just think it's an interesting um, remark because of the game awards are coming up and It, uh, it Takes Two is up for a few awards but uh, yeah It Takes Two, uh, my arguably probably favourite multiplayer game of the year um, <laughs> they're getting they've got a class action lawsuit against them from Take Two Interactive because the game is titled It Takes Two and I just wanted to spend like just to round out the show this week, talk about the the humor, I guess, in this that take two just think that they can right. go around. Go on, Richie. Take two are clearly being
1: twatty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very different thing. It, it's not even the same word. Yours is take dash two, and there's this, it takes two. They're not mm. the same.
0: But it, like it takes two is no like a common phrase two as well.
1: Confused?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it takes two a tango. Like it's the kind of it's, yeah. it's a phrase that you hear. So,
1: you're being, right. you're, being, yeah, you're being overly protective of your brand and that just makes you look bad. So don't do it.
0: It's. I mean, th- this isn't the first time that the US Patent Office especially says that they're trying anything that comes up with words like rock star, social club, yeah. mm-hmm. mafia, civilization and, and a list of other ones as well. Um, yeah. Think like a rock star was apparently abandoned for um, using that for books <clears throat> and promotions. There's you, you a... Can't, It's just there's a clothing brand called Max Fane which isn't which has been had a (laughs) takedown and it's just like Like, things like uh...
1: the word things like the word mafia is like you can't that was in common use before you existed so no right (laughs) like you chose to name that your branding after that a common use word for like that sort of gang that style of gangster you kind of did that to yourself yeah like it, it again I know, trademarks
0: yeah, are, are a funny thing anyway cuz i i get they want to protect mm. their brand but at the same time like you can't you oh, the word words are words you can't prevent people from using words like, i know ironically we had a, we had not an issue but like we our channel was called Sounds of Stadia initially because we wanted yeah. to let people know that we were talking about stadia so if if we called mm-hmm. it whatever it would have been we wouldn't have had that early doors traction and we're well, fortunate enough we've got to that point now where People see us with Stadia Stadia content creators, regardless of the name. But if we'd started off without that, I don't think we'd have got the traction early doors that we would have wanted because people search for Stadia and it's not in the name, and it's like, oh, what what are these guys about? But there's one on here which is uh, Rockstar axe throwing in Florida, not allowed. Just because you've got Rockstar, people said Rockstars for like well before Rockstar. It's like I don't associate yeah. with rock star. I don't even, even when someone says rock star, I, I think do. of music straight away rather than uh, yeah, how video they, games. Have they
1: tried to sue any actual rock
0: stars? Nickelback coming for you, <laughs> coming for you, Nickelback. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny one. I just wanted to end the show on this one this week because it's like, yeah, it's just taking it too seriously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's just, I think it's just ironic that they're going after like another games company. I think that's why it probably is highlighted a little bit more. But yeah, it takes two and take two interactive. I think humanity is smart enough that they can distinguish, but the <laughs>
2: difference.
1: The, th- the thing is, when you yeah. do stuff like this, other companies look at you and go, "I don't want to work with you." <laughs> like,
2: yeah,
1: I, I, I wouldn't want to work with someone who's just going to sue people on the drop of a hat for trivial stuff.
2: Yeah, nitpicking and just being yeah. like, yeah, tr- very trivial and mm. yeah. it, it does,
0: it does it do, do that. Doesn't? Like, I can totally yeah. understand it if it was like. They'd used imagery or the same font or colour palette, like to get as close, but it's literally a multiplayer game about play doh people who are trying to reconnect their relationship. What's yeah. that got anything to do right. with the phrase take two?
2: Nothing. Yeah. So all yeah. Right. yeah. Only because it was successful did they it catch their eye, right? Like if it didn't That's make any point. money yeah, or whatever, yeah. they would they wouldn't have cared, right? So basically it's just great.
1: It's just agreed to a lawsuit. That's all it is. It's not, a, it's not mm-hmm. to protect the brand. They just want to try and get a cut of the, their profits. Yeah. Hey, yep. Well,
0: well, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what it's all about. All about money and profits. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But as we wind down this show and we head over to record record this week's episode of SideQuest, of course, it's all about the Game Awards this week, folks. Jeff Keighley is rounding up all the best people from the industry at large, and we're going to celebrate at the end of the year Game of the year, performance of the year, music of the year, all of that. And we'll be covering it right here on the Helix Cloud Games channel this very Thursday slash Friday. Because time's funny and the way it kicks off is it's going to be a late one. UK UK listeners out there, European listeners out there. uh, It goes live at 1am UK time, GMT. So we'll be going live to, to make things line up better, we'll go live on the Thursday night, Thursday the 9th probably about quarter to midnight which sounds crazy saying out loud as it is, and <laughs> we'll just probably play some games, Richie, and chat about the Game Awards as we come up to the show, and then when the show starts we'll, we'll watch along of course and react to all of the trailers, announcements, hopefully some Stadia announcements, because you don't know who's going to be there, all we need to see is that logo at the end <laughs> I, know mm-hmm. that, I know that's, that's <laughs> well wishing in it's own right, yeah. but We'll be there with you. So if you want to join us, fantastic. It might even be a great opportunity for our American and Canadian audiences to join us because we know the time difference sometimes prohibits people joining us on our live shows. Uh, John, you're going to watch along as well over on your channel.
2: Yeah, yep. I'm going to be watching along uh, myself, Ninja Guy X, and maybe a few other people, depending if they drop in and And just excited to see any of the announcements and uh, trailers and fingers crossed that we get some games on Stadia as well. Mm, Well, we are about, well, with the Game Awards, that is
0: literally the last event of the year. So, Mm -hmm. Phil Harrison is there in some capacity, we've said before, he's part of the panel, whatever that relates to. Mm -hmm. Bobby Kotick's also part of the panel. I saw that this week. People were getting confused because on the Game Awards website, it had him him down as on the panel above Mr. Phil Harrison. And it said director. And loads of people on social media thought he was the director of the Game Awards. And then it, it turned into this whole thing. It was like, no, no, he's the director of his own company on the panel. But then people thought like the Game Awards were so associated with all the Activision Blizzard fiasco at the moment. And it was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no they're separate. They're separate, but you just got to laugh at it sometimes But we'll be there, we'll be watching along, live reacting We'd love to see you guys in the chat If you do wish to stop by Uh, But as I said, we're going to go away and record SideQuest Our members here on the YouTube channel Get it up to six days early In fact, this week, Richie, it'll be going on free feeds early So people can get it in time For the Game Awards
1: it will be. We usually launch on the um, Friday. I think we're planning on launching on the Thursday. Maybe I might push, push it Wednesday evening if I'm being nice. And if
0: he's being generous, if he's feeling good. And uh, myself, <laughs> John and Richie are going to go away and talk about all the gaming awards, all the announcements, all the nominations, what our takes are, what our um, probably nomination votes are for these particular categories and I'm looking forward to doing all that. But thank you very much for tuning in this week for all your stadium gaming news roundup right here on youtube.com forward slash Helix Cloud Games and out there on your, your podcast preference of choice. Thank you once again, Richie, for joining us this week and also John from Fourscars Gaming as well, joining us all the way from Canada very, very early in the morning as well. We do appreciate you getting <laughs> up to jump onto this as well. It's been an absolute delight, John. Uh, let the beautiful people out there
2: know what you're up to and where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter, Fourscars underscore gaming, on YouTube, Fourscars Gaming... My blog, fourscarsgaming.com. <laughs> We've got a theme there, as you can see, going on. Good run And also on the Best Buy Canada blog, which is blog.bestbuy.ca. I'll be streaming this week. Uh, we know we got 9 to 5 is coming out, free-to-play games. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ninja Guy and myself are going to be teaming up and uh, just going to have fun and excited to, to see uh, the game awards here and maybe new game announcements and awards handed out. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank you very much again, John. Yep. Richie? Thank you for having me on.
0: Where can people find you?
1: Here. <laughs> um, sat in on Twitter, this chair. I'm
0: RichieC89. <laughs> and I'm at CyberChris2077. <laughs> and remember, folks, play whatever makes you the happiest. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. I'm John. We've been here to Clown Games with special guest John. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great week. Take care. Goodbye.